do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad outfit. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure now. But who am I? Sure now. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kyla. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters. It's, I didn't even look what number this is, but this is an oddball issue on <laughs> Geek Watch 1. And we're not dead tired right now. No, we're not. No. Isn't this 133? 4. 134? 134. See, I knew Dawn would know, but I didn't know when oh, yeah, she was going right. to tell me. Oh, yeah, that's right. 32 disappeared. 33, that's we, right. did, we did Last the outpost. Week, yeah. uh-huh. But um, we are back at Audemars. We actually decided to record before Sunday so that we actually can be somewhat coherent. That's right. We're not right. doing Talking this after teardown, which is what usually kills us. Yeah. And it's weird because we're sitting here at Audemars with only two other people in the room. <laughs> it's quiet. Yes. So, but as this issue goes, you guys are going to probably hear plenty of people coming in and saying hi and all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. as you hear from Audemars. The loopy people. And hey, we have Kylan back. Yes. And I'm back. Kylan is back from the brink. <laughs> yes. How you doing, brother? I'm good. What's the Kylan update? Uh, I'm breathing. <laughs> Using both lungs and uh, walking. Walking. Upright. Upright. <laughs> no, he's he's doing much better. Watch some mask and play some uh, Diablo three. So I'm good. In other words, he hasn't gone back to work yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so when is the doctor gonna let you go back to work? I'll find out in a few days. So. Ah, oh, so you get another couple days mm-hmm. off? Yeah. So we'll see. Yep. So you're gonna be able to finish that Diablo three? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it. We usually ask, okay, what are we doing this week? But you know what? We're at Oddmall. Yeah. So that's, let's that's start, all we've been doing. This yeah. Week. Yeah. So let's talk about Oddmall a little bit. It seemed like a little bit. The attendance was a little down yesterday. Okay. I don't know what it was. It was weird. I, I think those damn hackers affected a lot because Andy couldn't do the advertising he needed online. Yeah. Well, actually, he did. The problem is the advertising he does on Facebook redirected them to the well, redirect Well, I know. Site. That's what I mean. Like, everyone, <laughs> like, clicked that, and they were like, oh, well, this is a scam, so we don't need to go into that. Yeah. Right. It's not a scam. It's just Oddball. <laughs> well, we did have our costume contest, even though there was, what, seven people in it? Well, someone signed up, six showed up. Okay. But it was fun. Some of the costumes were interesting. Some I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. Okay, can I just say, I loved the log lady. She was so good because she was actually in character. Like, the log lady on Twin Peaks is very docile and quiet and completely believes that her log is an entity. Okay. And, and this girl dressed up, she had the long, bulky cardigan. She was holding a log. She even had it festively dressed in lights. And I think she did really well. I know it wasn't, like handmade or anything like that but as as a costume and as a character bit i think she did really well it was um, i i that's that's the first time i had seen a log lady yeah, I've cosplayed never seen anywhere and that that got uh, major points with me see we still need to watch twin peaks i've never got a chance to see it mm. oh, i mean i haven't watched the new one at all but yeah. you know the old one that had her and i think the new one actually had her on it or something i don't know I I don't think we just gotta grab bart he knows i think yeah bart, bart has all the details about twin peaks that's right but the 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 furries were very Impressive. Oh, yes. Yeah. They, They're both handmade. Yeah, they, they always, I mean, anyone who's in that community as a cosplayer always makes their own stuff. Yeah. And it's highly impressive, the skills that they have. And their mouths moved. I was just, yeah. well, <laughs> when the, the, I first saw that, I was like, holy crap, they're talking and the mouths are moving. Yeah, those are the harder, those are the harder ones when yeah. they have it actually fit into their own And face. the cool thing is, it's like not just the mouth was moving on like on its own like mechanically or something. No, this actually was set up puppet, puppet style. So when they were talking, it was yeah. hooked to their jaw. So their jaw was making the yeah, mouth move. Yeah, it actually yes. looked like mm-hmm. they were talking. Oh my God, that was pretty impressive. It's, it's not surprising that one of them won. Right. And I mean, well, the cool <laughs> thing is, Big Jeff's a friend of ours. Big yes. Jeff who won it. And it doesn't hurt that he's a furry. What? What kind of animal was he? Did, he was Nicola was the character, but did they even I think mention, he was more of a dragon. It's like a dragon, a furry dragon fox. It, it was dragon kind of like fox. a furry dragon Actually, fox kind of thing. Like, he was yeah. like a falcor, like a luck dragon. 
A little bit. Kind of. Yeah. Walking, talking, yeah. walk dragon. But with his size, it makes it even yes. better. Because <laughs> he's what? Six, 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 seven? Oh, yeah. He makes he's you look guy. tiny. Yeah, he's he looks... It makes me look small. Yeah. And he's in a fursuit. Yes. <laughs> and actually, the ears, you could see inside the ears, they had, they had glowing yeah. Yeah. He's got ribbon inside yeah. the ears. There were lights inside the ears. He had LED ears lights in that everywhere. Was, that was very cool. He does. He makes his he makes all of his costumes. Yeah. He, he yeah, sells he, them he's usually them. in every every cosplay contest we have. If not, he's Most, a judge. If not, we make him get He's either a judge or he's in it. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. And, yeah. It's impressive just the range of stuff he does. He has yeah. a full um, Sergeant Pepper's cosplay that he does. Mm -hmm. He yes. sewed himself. He, yeah, he yeah. made totally no himself. No pattern, no nothing. It's um, all on his own. He has a steampunk Ghostbuster that he's yes. made. Um, he's got his fursuit. Yep. He's also, um, I saw something online. He's working on a jetpack or something for something else. Okay. I don't know what it, it looks like. It could be from a, um, from a video game. I'm not sure. I saw it this morning on Facebook okay. that he said he had a couple more lines to run and some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Has Mark... <laughs> and, and you'll hear some singing in the background. That's right. That's our friend Marcus Calvert. Everybody's met him before. <laughs> he just decided he needed stage time. That's right. Well, speaking of stage time, we had some awesome stuff yesterday. And I got to give a shout out to someone who had a brand new show yesterday. The pirates yes. were great. We'll get to the pirates in a minute. But we had, for the first time ever, Uncle Kylan, or story time with Uncle Kylan. Yes, we yes, did. We did. Oh, yes. Hello. And, and How are you doing, read, Marcus? He read the best Christmas story Good. ever, Die Hard. Oh yeah, that, when did that actually come in? <laughs> that that came in. That only that book only came out last month. The, the, yeah, so yeah. And I, I, you got I, it like this week or last week. He only got it, the, it two weeks ago. He got it, and yeah. uh, it's it's told in the style of Night Before Christmas, so it's nice. pretty awesome. Well, you get a nice crowd. Of <laughs> Do you still have it here? Out. Yeah, no. Nice. Oh, he took it home. He's not doing it today. Well, I know, so but we can show Marcus here. <laughs> but yeah, it was a nice it was a nice crowd. Yes, every people, the the quote unquote kids joined him on the stage, which included Andy and. Brent and Leah and yes. a bunch of other well, people. Hey. So. And he had to have the whole gather round, children. Yes, yes, yes. yes he did. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. It's an oddball show. Everybody interrupts the show. That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a chair and sit back here with us. We're going to be talking Punisher. Grab a chair and sit down. It's oddball. Well, yeah, but oh, he, has okay. to, he has to set up. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, story time so, with Uncle Kylan I think went so, fantastic. And, uh, and if you if you need to get a glimpse of that story time, it's on our YouTube channel. Yes. And I shared that video on our Facebook page, so it's there for all the world to see. Awesome. <laughs> so so is this going to be a more of a, a, a normal thing now? We're going to have. We should make time? it a tradition. It should be story time with Uncle Kylan. <laughs> you got to get a different it, book for every show. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of them out there that are that are based on movies and stuff. Well, for like February, that. you'll have yeah. to get a Valentine oh. theme one. Well, we'll find something. Oh, right. You guys are writers, and we know plenty of artists. Deadpool came out at Valentine's Day a couple years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, Kylan, you need to just write a children's book now. Look, I, right. I've written one children's book in my entire life, and I have no record of mm -hmm. where that book is now. So, yeah. write another one then. That would be cool. We could, we could borrow Alpha Beast Soup from Andy. You could just read that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Cross promotion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what it is, yeah. I think that one, though, if I remember right, the length of it, you're going to need to do more just excerpts from Alpha yes, Beast Soup, or else true. you're going to be there for like an hour. That's true. That's, that's true. true. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Gather around, children. But then we also had, near, near the end of the day yesterday, we had, uh, we had Pirate Santa. Yes. Yep. We, no, it wasn't Pirate Santa. It was Sandy Claus. True. It was, he was okay, Pirate Claus. That's right. He was Santa Claus's younger pirate cousin. That's right. Who yes. takes care of all the ships and navies and, and such. The navy, he, I, he has a very impressive backstory. That, yes. you know, someone has to look after all the ships and all the people out there and the navy. You know, someone has to give the gifts to them. Exactly. And Santa apparently is slacking in that area. And the, <laughs> which he nice, never thought about. Well, the cool thing is, um, Sandy Claus there was... Not quite, because he's working on it. Mm -hmm. But he was um, about halfway to the Gandersich level character. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, he didn't break character. He knew the story. He and it was flowing. It was perfect. It was, it was the, kind of their was first good. little role play that they were doing yeah. like this, and so they they did a good job. Hopefully they do. Yeah. I, I, I good morning, Andy. Yeah. Hello, Rob. They, they need a little more of a routine to go yeah. with it. I was talking to them about that. And about they need a really loud, boisterous it. pirate parade to lead people in here. So yeah. you get yeah. a lot more kids in here and yes. stuff like that. That's what yes. they needed. So they, yeah. well, they're, they're gonna—they're planning on working with us for many of these, for yeah. a lot of these shows. So we're gonna okay. work on that, work with them, and get that. Charge it. <laughs> so why were you talking about Gandalf's Niche? We because were, we were talking about Sandy Claus that was here, and now he's about um, halfway to a Gandersitch level character. 
He's not quite got it figured exactly perfect. I saw him, and I would say he's about twice as big as I am. Well, yes. <laughs> but the personality is not quite as big. So you're saying he's a big guy with a little personality. A, a, a medium size. Medium size personality. This is going to be your <laughs> best they can't all show, be. Yeah, the Very no. true. I mean, if they There's were, only one. then I would be out of the job. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so did you tell him that um, Michael McFarlane and I are going to make out, I mean, do a duet? <laughs> you haven't got that far. <laughs> make out, I mean... Yes, I believe yes. we are having a replay of the duet from last year. The, the baby was pulled outside. Yes. Yes. Um, Which was awesome last year. I think we have a clip of that on our page. Not, I don't know. She might come with Mike, but actually, um, Ganesh did do his show yesterday. Also, Mm -hmm. Um, we had the cosplay competition, but we had a new Odd Mall artist yesterday, which I believe now is Kylan's favorite Odd Mall artist of all time. (laughs) Kim. Kim Kennedy. (laughs) And who you were talking about? Kim. Kim and I just. I don't know. She's awesome. She was a lot of fun. Yeah, she was hilarious. She's a fantastic singer. She has a great range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she did a lot of great cover songs, including Dirty Diana, which is really what got Kylan. (laughs) (laughs) She did some Alanis Morissette as well. And she did originals, and all of them were great. And she's so much fun, and she likes to joke. Yeah, well, the cool thing is um, most of the performers get up there and they perform to the crowd. Yeah. Her show feels almost like she's performing with the crowd. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because you're part of the show if you're sitting out there she's talking to you and getting responses yeah. back and forth and she's great because so she was right to trying to decide what to what to norm what to start with she said well i normally start with this but what do you think i go road less traveled always she goes are you sure and i go yeah she goes well if, if this goes if this, if goes, this down, goes badly she was blaming you blame. Like, okay. <laughs> so she started with an original song That's yeah, it did. and it went well so look her up kim kennedy yep. yes. on facebook and all over the place oh yeah um, and it usually, if, a lot of times, if you find Michael McFarland, she'll probably be close. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Generally. They kind of know each other a little bit. <laughs> they're, they're, they may be coming in. Well, actually, the cool thing that people don't know if you're just seen her on stage, if you check Michael McFarland's um, YouTube page, which I believe is Michael McFarland Music, um, you, his newest music video, where mm-hmm. he's body painted the whole way and it yes. morphs the whole time, she's the artist. Yep. She's actually also a painter. Mm-hmm. And, yes. bo- and actually, body painting does, is her main one. She does, she she gets body painted too. There's pictures on her Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does she does some music theme ones, which is very cool. She's been body painted in a David Bowie theme, in a oh. Prince theme. Oh. There's some very cool body paints that she's had. Yeah. So um, oh. yeah, check her out. What? <laughs> Nothing. Her is David Bowie. <laughs> it's very cool. So um, what, I don't know. What else did you? What kind of new stuff have we seen actually with the vendors out at Amal here? Because there's a, the, dude, this, play, this show has been sold out since, like, for months. January. For months. Yeah. Or, it it feels July. like since January, but since July. Yeah. And it's sold out, like, six times because... Yeah. There was a waiting list. There's, they, there's yeah. a waiting list. Of Every time somebody either cancels or they find another booth space somewhere, Boom. they fill it with another yep. one. Yes. Yep. There, there's been a good mix this time around. It's not... It's not overly focused on mm-hmm. one thing or another there's a good mix of like the ceramics and metalwork and jewelry and knitted stuff and and cookies and, and candies and chocolates and baked mm-hmm. goods <laughs> we even have a, a new coffee vendor who's like yes. right across from our table with yes. nitro cold brew coffee tremont and and that's their name is tremont and, um, and i asked they're not actually named for cleveland for the neighborhood in Cleveland. No, They're from Maslin. Yeah. <laughs> and what it is is Maslin has a road named Tremont. Mm-hmm. And one of the owners grew up on Tremont. See? See, there you go. <laughs> so, but, but you know, if you if you think you have the Cleveland connection, they can get those Cleveland people. So, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what we'll true. go with. But yeah, her stuff, her stuff was good. It's really good. They have they have their fresh brewed coffee. They have um, cold brew. It's, it's, it's really good She's stuff. even bringing me some English breakfast tea today so I can have more tea. Oh. See? <laughs> Ken's a tea guy. That's right. We, we won't look down on him for that. English breakfast tea. Well, did you? No, you didn't. Hey, I like my tea strong and black, like my podcasting partner. That was actually good. It tasted like a milkshake. (laughs) It was good. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Um, Actually, one of the ones I've, yeah, I threw myself off. But, um, one of the ones I found that was really cool was the new um, t-shirt vendor out there. Mm-hmm. She had all kinds of stormtroopers, but in different themes of... Right. And um, we actually bought from my brother-in-law, we gave to him last night, uh, Ohio State-themed stormtrooper helmet t-shirt. 
<laughs> and everyone knew it was from us. Yeah. I was even putting a tag. Well, on um, it. some of the other ones, not just the storm. Most of hers are stormtrooper helmets that are designed. But she has like she had bought a um, picture of the Cleveland skyline, which is an older picture because mm-hmm. if you look at it, I know you noticed probably right away the federal courthouse isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, she has it. Then she has like Godzilla standing there on the city. Mm-hmm. She has one with King Kong, um, and she had one with Adats attacking the city. There you go. <laughs> then they had the. the Everybody's seen the evolution picture where it's a, um, a crawling and then just standing up and all the... Mo- she right. has one where it's evolving from all that up into Dor- Darth Vader. That's right. <laughs> okay. That is the height of evolution. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, she had a lot of really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. What, well, I think that covers most of what happened yesterday. Today so. is going to be a bunch more stuff. If anything crazy happens, we'll let you know. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it's pictures. It's oddball. Something crazy will happen. <laughs> So keep checking our Facebook page and everything else. Or well, at this point, you guys will have already seen it because yeah, Mr. Dawn already had it up. you better have checked our Facebook page right now. That's right. <laughs> so, Miss um, Dawn, I know before we're now we told you guys we're gonna get we've been putting it off and putting it off. Now that Kylan's back with us and we're all back together, we can do Punisher. That's right. Yes. But first, Miss Dawn probably has a little bit of news. I always have news. When do I not have news? Um, just breaking last night. Uh, oh. Trailer for Jessica Jones. Uh, the next season comes out March eighth. Just wanted to okay. mention that. I saw that last night and I put that on our page. No, I've been running back and forth. How many, I mean, the, the season, some of these seasons are already in process. Yes. Jessica Jones, we know um, Iron Fist is working and they, Luke Cage is working. I believe they just finished filming Luke Cage. Yeah, I know those three are definitely in process. Yes. When, are the, when is Netflix going to finally say, you know what, since Disney's pulling out, we're going to pull out of this and just let it go? For the moment, um, because of their contract issues, yeah. Disney can't take those Marvel shows away. Yeah, they away. can't take them away, but... So, as long as they're in development, um, I think they're they're good to go. So, they haven't, you know, they haven't gone any further with that so far. Okay. So, as um, of right now, we, it looks like we are still getting more. Yes. Yes, as of, as of right now. Um, and, of course, since we're, since we're talking about Disney, um, we all know... Uh, you should have by now, if you're, if you're a geek who pays attention to anything... You know about this whole Disney Fox deal that's on again, then off again, then on again. Yes. This week, it's expected there may be a big announcement. Yeah. Um, well, I heard, I think it was last week, they were saying that they're pretty much just about closed on the deal. Yes. Um, one of the other uh, negotiators or whatever had been Comcast, but they stopped moving forward a while ago. Comcast is big, but I don't think they're money-wise biz- Disney right. big. Right, And, I mean, you're and Disney wants at, those properties um, back. Basically... The deal is looking at um, selling Fox's A&E, Star, Regional Sports Networks, Movie Studios, and Stakes in Sky, and Hulu, among other properties. Okay. Um, That's interesting. I didn't know that Fox had anything to do with Hulu, because Hulu, I thought, yeah. was NBC Universal. It has a portion of it. Okay. A portion. It's not full. Um, but um, Fox would actually retain all its news and broadcast networks and Fox Sports. Yeah. Um, so there would be a bit of a split. They're not getting That's everything. That's interesting, because I thought the Regional Sports Networks would go with the regular Fox Sports. I guess not. <laughs> huh. I don't know how that works. Um, okay. And apparently, the enterprise value of all the Fox assets in the Disney deal, if it goes through, is above $60 billion. Yeah. That's not the sale price or anything. That's the value of the, of the, yeah. of the properties. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a whole That's what the home inspector told him when they, when they had the, <laughs> him go through and inspect their home. Right. So not, not surprisingly, both Disney and Fox shares have been going up over the past couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, so we don't have anything set in stone yet. We're waiting. It's expected this week. And the other thing is, though, even once they announce the deal, because this would make Disney such a huge, even huger media conglomerate. They got to get government approval, um, probably. Yes. Going through the government may cause issues. They may yeah. decide there's too much control and not let Disney do some of this. Yeah. So I'm... I'm I just hope I they get think, Fox Studios. Yeah, I wouldn't think <laughs> it would trash the whole deal, but it would probably lessen some of the properties they could get. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, we're all hoping that they finally get Fox and get their hands on X-Men and Fantastic Four and do things right. And Star um, Wars also, because Fox, a lot of people don't realize, 20th Century Fox actually owns all distribution rights for Star Wars A New Hope. There you go. That's why actually Disney has never released a box set of Star Wars since they bought it. Oh. Because they don't own the um, 20th Century Fox. Okay. Or they don't own um, A New Hope. Right, yeah. right. So yeah, so that, that's that deal going on. Um, uh, some, some other Marvel news, which there was a lot of Marvel news over the past week. Okay. Um, Marvel yeah. has announced that they're going to do a serialized Wolverine podcast. 
Oh, a podcast? Yes, it's going to be a podcast. Like, it's, serial podcasts Ooh. are very yeah. popular. Um, well, that's what it is. The serial podcasts are basically the um, re- rebranded version of the old radio shows. Yeah. Which yeah. this would be awesome. It's, it's your audio books day. by chapter yeah. on a weekly basis. Um, is what it is. Here's a question. Is it going to be first person? They have Don't know. That. Now, if it's first person, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, imagine Wolverine graphic novel when we're using Japan. Well, see, it wouldn't actually be Wolverine first person. Um, because it's a, it sets Wolverine in Alaska. Okay. Um, the, the synopsis they've given for Wolverine the Long Night is, the story begins with two agents... Um, who arrive in a fictional town of Burns, Alaska to investigate a series of murders. The duo team up with a deputy in the area to investigate their main suspect, who is Logan. Okay. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Huh. So um, it's a 10-episode series launching on the Stitcher Premium. So it's going to be a pay series. <laughs> that figures. Uh, but, but it launches on Stitcher Premium in spring 2018, but then arrives on other platforms in the fall. So it'll, it'll end up so, on iTunes and Yes, you'll, you'll get it in Google other Play places and, for free. What? I was going to say, so is this um, Scully and Molnar, or is this the Winchester Brothers? Oh, investigating more, him? Well, <laughs> actually, that'd be, be interesting if it's just straight no. up moss. If it's just straight up murders, it would be neither one. Yeah. It would be interesting. Well, well actually, the, either one of them would, would check out mutants. No, I don't know. Yeah, the Winchesters probably monsters. wouldn't deal with mutants. Winchesters would more more likely be checking them out than because yeah, it looks Scully really strange. Because it's a little more on the paranormal side, yeah, mm-hmm. than than alien side. Well, actually, that'd be the interesting crossover if, if they weren't um, totally separate properties. Would be um, the, the Winchesters bump into Scully Mulder just happen to be recru- doing the same case. Well, no, it would probably be um, what was it, Einstein and the other one, the guy. Oh, the new guy, the new ones. Yeah, they would get true. sent on on, on the. And that actually the, comes in a couple of weeks, also the next season of X Files. Yeah, uh, beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and another uh, Marvel also announced an animated feature film starring Ms. Marvel, Spider Gwen, and a whole diverse, primarily female cast. Okay. Um, interestingly, the the voice actors there's going to be certain characters on there who have the voice actors of the um, live action characters, like Chloe Bennett is going to voice Quake. And she does Quake on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Milana Van Troop is voicing Squirrel Girl, and she's the one that's, who's going to be playing Squirrel Girl in the live-action show coming up. Oh, cool. Um, but there's also... Um, Ming-Na Wen is actually going to be the villain. She's not, there, there's no Agent May in this. She's going to be a villain called Hala. Okay. And, is this um, an existing character, or is this someone new? Th- this sounds like someone new, from what I read. Um, but it's also it's going to have Spider-Gwen. It's going to have um, Inferno, Patriot a new Inhuman called Exile, and it also actually has um, Stephen Weber playing Gwen Stacy's dad, Captain George okay. Stacy. Or Stephen Weber from Wings, if anyone remembers that show. Yes. <laughs> that was, um, um, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Daly was in that show too, wasn't he? Um, Tim Daly. Yeah, Tim Daly. Tim Daly, yeah. Which, he actually, that's interesting, that he's in Marvel because Tim Daly was a big voice in DC animated back in the there 90s. You go. Yeah. If I remember right, wasn't he Superman? I believe he was Superman, so. yeah. And yep. it, it has been, he was basically what people consider um, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, he was, that's the same, almost that level time. for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> what did he end up doing after the animated series? I have no idea. Don't know what he's doing now. He's probably still doing <laughs> it. Dude, a lot of guys, once they transfer into voice work, they want to do that forever. They'll do it, and yeah, they can work forever. There's enough out there that... By the way, here's my two cents on The Punisher. Went to Nickelodeon. It was cleverly done. My my only two real gripes are, A, not enough of him running around with all those guns he stole, and two, Karen Page at the end. Come on, let him be happy for five minutes. No! No! <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> Punisher doesn't do the happy he ending! He Jigsaw. I mean, he gave us Jigsaw. Uh-huh. Oh my god, did he give us Jigsaw. Oh yeah. I mean, to have a dude that narcissistic and then to shoot him in the face and just get inspired. Okay, you didn't kill my family, I forgive you. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so when is Daredevil 3 coming out? Season 3? Don't know yet. They announced Daredevil. Jessica yeah. Jones for March and that it'll be next year. <laughs> well, we'll have three next. Jessica, is Jessica Jones, wrong? Jessica Jones is obviously the best show that Marvel has on Netflix. So the <laughs> fact that it's coming out in March is a wonderful thing. Only if you're only if you're like a Hennessy sponsor or you know a sponsor in terms of alcoholic beverages. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jessica Jones, <laughs> one of the best written ones. <laughs> Maybe your movie show. And uh, the Society for Bar Fights, local 409. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've read your books, Marcus. You don't have a problem with that either. Yeah, exactly. You don't get a say in that. I have Slayer Dad on it. Alright. Um, you know what? The one that I always want, I'm wondering, because you're talking about the animated yeah. with Gwenpool. Or, um, Spider-Gwen. Gwenpool. Who, yeah. I don't read Marvel, so who is... I've heard of Spider-Gwen. And I, in my head, I'm thinking it's Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man? It's an, it's an alternate universe Gwen Stacy. Is what okay, is. where she became Spider-Girl, Spider okay. basically. Um, so it, it will depend on how they merge those things together, but that's how Gwen Stacy came back to life, was it's an alternate... Okay. I got one with that, too. Why is it Gwen... You know, it's Spider-Girl, but it's Spider-Man. No, they're pretty much the same age. Because there's already a Spider-Woman. Well, no, she's, she's Spider-Gwen. <laughs> Yeah. There's, there had already been a spider girl who was the, one of the versions of her was the daughter of Peter Parker. Okay. So that made complete sense. That she and there's already a spider woman. Uh, yeah. 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 There's been a spider woman so, since the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So the, the other piece of Marvel news that was interesting, and all of our geeksters out there will be able to benefit from this if they have it, the service in their area. Um, Hoopla has teamed up with Marvel yeah. to release loads of comics and graphic novels. Oh, maybe I can get on um, some of that. More than 250 at the moment um, that uh, you, can, you can read via your Hoopla app or online or whatever. Um, and they're looking at adding even more. So it's, I, I, it's one of the first big widespread... And Hoopla is amazing. Anybody who doesn't know what that is, if you have a library card to your local library, more than likely they're a member of Hoopla. Mm -hmm. Hoopla is basically your online repository for um, basically print. There, there's basically two major apps that the libraries that I know have used Hoopla and Overdrive. Overdrive mm -hmm. is where you get ebooks and audiobooks. A lot of the audiobooks you get from Audacity, or not Audacity, from Audible and stuff are on for free on Overdrive. Right. If you, you basically check them out like a library book. Right. right. Hoopla is the same thing, but it's, Hoopla has a lot more magazines and comic books, and they have the books. Um, they, but they have a lot more of like your music CDs and stuff like that. You can they have borrow on there. I, I have a few friends who use Hoopla a lot for eBooks. Yeah, and that's how you get. So, so they do have. They already have quite a library of um, comics. They already have like thirteen thousand comics or so, and a lot of them are more the independent publishers and like IDW and stuff like that. And um, and they work with over sixteen hundred public libraries. Yeah. So it's likely in your area you can probably access Hoopla. So that's a way to get some some free Marvel stuff. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Marvel's jumping in because I know DC has um, pretty much any of their trades. As soon as they put out a new trade, within a week, it's actually on Hoopla already. Right. Right. So. And and going going as um, away from all the comic stuff for a bit. Um, and someone's turning lights out on us. For I'm some gonna go reason. fix the lights. <laughs> I know how to. Do it. Um, but moving, moving away from the comics, uh, if you are a fan of 80s um, Cold War sci-fi movies, you know about War Games. Um, they have a new War Games reboot coming um, that is actually an interactive series. And they haven't said where it's going to be released or how it's going to be released, but MGM is partnering with... An, the, an interactive video company called Echo and they're creating this interactive series that will follow a new character who they wanted to be kind of similar to Matthew Broderick's in the original movie and not be like dark hacker like you get an iRobot uh, instead they've got a, a little more likable friendly um, hacker type and her name is Kelly. And the, the interactive nature of this apparently is that they're going to have different boxes on your screen that you get to kind of choose who to follow and which hacker or character to follow. And I don't know if it's going, I don't, I don't really know how interactive videos work if, they, if you have to use your gaming system for them in some way. But, um, but yeah, so the interactive War Games reboot is coming soon to probably a computer. Now this is going to be live action or is it straight live up? Live action. Okay, yep. that's interesting. Um, yep. Actually, it reminds me, if you remember back in the 80s, they tried to do something similar to this, kind of, where um, I remember they did, there was one or two game systems that tried to do something like this where it was, um, they filmed multiple different clips and then as you would go, it would, um, I don't remember if it was a game system or something. It was almost I a remember, choose your own adventure. Yeah, it was a yeah. choose your own adventure. And I think Blue Thunder was the big one that they banked, they banked it on. Yeah. And they had a Blue Thunder story. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, does this sound familiar at all, Kylan? Vaguely. I, like there, there was if anybody knows what I'm talking about, there was... Uh, <laughs> Let us know if you know what Ken's talking see, about. The thing was, there was, a live, there was a live action Blue Thunder TV series. Yeah. But 
I there was an interactive something they had tried like to do with it. But there was a game. But it was more. It was the thing was the concept was more advanced than the technology was available to give you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we, we didn't have the, the current gaming technology where basically every yeah. decision you make in some of these games is a choose-your-own-adventure. Well, <laughs> even, if, even if they have got, had got the video disc, they could do that now, yeah. then. Because you could jump between scenes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, but they had, it hadn't got that far yet. Right. Now, a few years ago, there was a, there was a game called Alpha Protocol that, uh, based on your interaction with other characters and decisions that you make through the game, would determine what story you got and how it ultimately how the story ends. Um, but that, but you're still getting it from the point of view of the main character. Now this is different because we're talking about getting the getting the story depending on which character you're wanting to follow. Yeah, so and I'm, they, they I'm did say. Now I don't know how production's going to work, but they did say something about you know how people choose to interact with the show. Obviously, they're going to be able to track all of this. Right. So it can affect future episodes as to, you know, if they find that the audience likes to watch one particular character's viewpoint on things, you know, 50% of the time versus the other five characters, they might give you more with that character storyline. So it can actually affect how things will run. I found, I found the thunder, sorry. Uh-oh. It was the... Um... In 1987, Coca-Cola Telecommunications <laughs> Coke. released a Blue Thunder videotape cartridge for the Worlds of Wonders um, Action Max game system. Okay. And it was um, used footage from the film. The players could play the pilot of Blue Thunder as he tries to prevent the World Peace Coalition from uh, atta- being attacked by a terrorist organization. Okay. So there was... See, I knew there was a, some type of a live-action game they had made. Is it going to be a reboot of some kind? No, oh, this no, was we actually this was an old old game system, like a really short-lived game system. That Interactive show. Done. I'm like, okay, if you did Blue Thunder with a proper Apache or a modified Apache, I mean, a lot of these ones from the '80s that were technology-based. If you redid them now, my God, you could you could you could do Blue Thunder with that lead wall gun. With that, like, yes. <laughs> but here, here's, here's why I came back. My last my last random tangent. Uh oh. Um, I finally saw Justice League. <laughs> and, when at, and when I looked at that and I thought back to, to the mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, you know what would have been interesting? If Lex Luthor found some green kryptonite, but then some kryptonite landed in Chernobyl and it turned red. And they had to put Superman down because he exposed him to red kryptonite. Let's see what it does to him. This man, like, when they brought him back, he just went eight. Yeah. And he had, and Batman has to put together the Justice League to stop Superman. That could have been cool. Interesting. Then they steal the green kryptonite. Then they kill him. There's no doomsday. They just kill him. And it's like, wow. Um, yeah, but you like yeah, to kill everybody. Yeah, but sorry, peeps. And the franchise. <laughs> but it's like, okay, um, and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we irradiate, blah, 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 bring them back. You have Steppenwolf, that's the correct to plan is up one day. Which half of the world would you like? <laughs> Australia. And just go from there. Uh-huh. That would have been cool. Instead, I'll get flashbacks of dead Cosmo. Sad. <laughs> I like his version, actually. Yeah. It, it was interesting. <laughs> um, so what else we got going that's, on? That's all I got for news. <laughs> so we need to get into some Punisher. We, we should. Not that we haven't talked Punisher already, but yeah, yeah. we should. <laughs> hey, this is an odd mall show. People know this is going to be all over uh-huh. the place a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we get people from everywhere. <laughs> so Punisher. I know. What you think? What you guys think? We'll start. I, I love it was it. good. It was intense. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It It was was hard binging it. It, Yeah. See, it was totally different than what you expect from a Marvel show. This was not a comic... For me, it didn't feel like a comic book show. No. It felt like almost like an original First Blood um, action war movie. Yeah. Where, because the only thing I could I could actually equate this to would be the original First Blood, where he's in the police station and all PTSD and going nuts. Yeah. That's what this was, except for in a 12 or 13, whatever it was. 13. 13 episode series. Yeah. Well, I'll put it to you like this. In the whole of my life, there's been very few video games I have not been able to finish. I was not able to finish The Punisher because, now, the, now the, the Punisher was based on uh, Garth Ennis and Garth Ennis story and it was so intense and it was honestly so violent that it, it, 
I, I just couldn't. I, I got to the point where I, I, was, I would be able to play for a long, long while. Then I had to stop. Now I got to the point where I could play for a little bit. Now I had to stop. Now I got to the point where I would just only play a section and stop. It was just so intense. I, I eventually I just had to put it put it it's away. It's not it's not a story it's, or a character that you can no treat lightly. Yeah. No. You know, you like the, I mean, the essence of the Punisher is that he's always a soldier. Yeah. And he he does what in his mind is right. Well, and cool. if it involves killing a lot of people, but they're always bad people. It's not That's like right. he doesn't just well, go actually, out and flat out kill people. The, the writers went out of their way to point that out. Yes. The yeah. fact that there is there is almost never collateral damage on right. his no, part. No, he is, he is very, he's very surgical. <laughs> yeah, surgically. He takes down the guys he wants to take down, right. and that's it. And I Even that, when like the regular government agents, the guys that are not mm-hmm. um, the good guy <laughs> government agents, he'll drop them, but he hits them in the knee or hits right. them in the leg. Right. He and drops injures, them enough, he doesn't kill. He does enough injury that they're not going to follow him, but right. not... Actually, take it, and I think there are a couple that he does have to end up taking down. Right. But you can see that he's actually tormented almost by that. The right. fact that he's like, almost like that, he considers that murder. Right. Whereas what he's normally doing is fighting a war. Justice. Right. Right. And I think that was that was definitely an important aspect of this show because we all know that that Marvel and Netflix were really worried about releasing the show after various events occurred this past fall. Yeah. And they didn't want to make it look like they were playing off of that and getting attention, which if you've watched the series, it's not, it has nothing to do with um, kind of mass amounts of damage. There is a a kind of terrorist aspect to a little bit of this um, with one of the characters, but it makes sense what happens. Right. And it's not the series as a whole that glorifies any yeah. of this to well, any the thing is, it does that. The, the one guy, the one time they do have a random terrorist act yeah. of explosions and stuff, they point out that even the Punisher was against this. Right. right. He, he, he takes it as a personal it. mission to stop this right. from happening, even though he's out there killing as many people exactly. or more than this other guy. Exactly. <laughs> right. and, and actually, um, I, I found a, a little piece from the showrunner who was talking about the violence in the series and I mean it's obvious you go into to doing anything with the Punisher there's going to be violence you can't have him baking cookies um, but I, wanna, uh, I, I would actually want to see that wanna, that would be a 10 minute short of, the, of Frank Castle baking cookies tell me how that could be fun he just needs to talk himself down and bake some cookies that it. would be fun um, <laughs> but yeah it's uh, the, the showrunner Steve Lightfoot said you can't do the Punisher and have it not be a violent show but I think it was always showing the cost of that violence, mm-hmm. making it real enough that it hurt and it wasn't flippant. Also seeing that there was a cost to Frank. Every situation we put him in had to have a cost, both physical and emotional. Yeah. And it really if, did that effectively. Like, unquestionably, he had PTSD. He had problems with everything that was going on. Yeah. It's war. Yeah. It was absolutely ne- Yeah, war. that's what it is. He never... In this one, obviously, they've updated Frank. He was in Afghanistan doing right. as a soldier. Right. But um, you can tell it was almost like he never left Afghanistan. He never... Mm-hmm. Part no. of it... Well, no, what it is is, and they point this out, that part of him never left Afghanistan. Yeah, and it was almost like there was two Franks because you he that another good point thing they did was they showed that he's not crazy. No, he's not. He's not. Well, like I said, equating this to Rambo, he's not like Rambo that had never left Vietnam. Right. He actually um, had an he had a um, a part of him that was always going to be a soldier no matter what. Right. That's the way it is. Right. But um, Frank Castle was still there. He right. actually did come home to his family and became a family man for a little while again. Right. right. And was able to do that. But when stuff goes south, he was able to turn the soldier back on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, as a character, Punisher um, is identifiable for so many people in the military and veterans. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's their most popular character, really. Because yeah. they, um, they understand it, not for the sake of the violence, but for the sake of why he does this and the type of person he is, the PTSD, all of that. That's why they, they identify with him. And they, they did it really well. They didn't, you know, they, they showed the, the kind of like the self-help group the, the, that, yeah. that was, you know, talking it out with various veterans and stuff. And that's reality. Like, they, that's how it really placed it in the real world. Yeah. Like, the violence may not be reality in terms of the level of it sometimes. But having that group and showing that, that really brought it real world and I'm sure a lot of veterans and stuff, they really identified with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the cool thing, I, for me, it's uh, this whole show was basically about the character. I mean, the mm-hmm. events and stuff were awesome. Yeah. But um, 
the Punisher has actually been done multiple times on the small screen. Yeah. Right. And, and usually, because of being small screen, it's always been on cartoons for Marvel and stuff. The first time I ever saw him was one of the 80s Spider-Man TV shows. Yeah. But yeah. even up through now, any incarnation you see of him in the cartoons has always been the, un, um, the uncontrollable soldier. Yeah. He's always the crazy PTSD soldier, and that's all you ever see of him. Right. Right. This Because it's difficult show, to put this character in a cartoon. This show now, <laughs> even even in the movies, really. Because in yeah. the movies um, that they did, the new ones, and I didn't, I've never seen the Dolph Lundgren one, which I need to at some point just to say I've seen it. <laughs> but um, the newer ones, it, he was able to settle down, but it was still, you could tell he was haunted the entire yeah. time he settled down. Yeah. Right. Still had, it was still basically all about a soldier out of place. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, that's why I think this was my favorite incarnation of this character. I don't know what he's like in the comic books, but Dude. from what I want to see, this was awesome because you see he can be a normal um, productive member of society if you, um, when mm -hmm. when he's not um, tripped off and has something else to do. Right. right. Um, this is and he can take care of conflict without the violence if mm -hmm. he needs to. But this is this is probably the most accurate comic accurate version of him is what you see what you see in the series. Mm -hmm. um, based, and it's based on the Garth Ennis take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and Garth Ennis is very, even though hyper-violent at times, he's very character-focused. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, the, the, it's such, the people, a lot of people don't understand that The Punisher is a very character-driven story. Uh, all they see is the guns. All, all they yeah. see are the guns and the explosions. They don't understand that the violence is just a tool for him to a never-ending war because yeah. he you know the sad because the sad thing is like you, you see him finally realize that no matter what he does he's never going to get his wife back he's never going to get his kids back no matter how many mafia guys he take out no matter how many yeah. you know dirty cops he takes down he's still is But gonna, that's the thing though he knows that He knows that But he still wants to do what's right in terms of anyone hurting other people yeah, he, he doesn't in a want way that. that he can do something about That's another one that yeah. this pointed out directly was they, because this, in the very beginning, because going into this, you expect them to show the origin story of the Punisher and how the, he's mm -hmm. taking out all these, and he does, they do show him taking out the Mafia guy, but it's like in the first 30 seconds of the first episode. Yeah. Right. And then a lot of the other stuff is flashback. Exactly. And, which really works. I mean, Marvel has done a good job of doing the flashback sort of stuff. Well, the interesting thing is the flashbacks they show in there, really it's not, I wouldn't call it a flashback, it's more his nightmares. Because every time yeah. they show a flashback, flashback of him with his wife, it's interrupted at the end well, with no, someone coming to kill him. It's not just his wife. It's when they show Afghanistan. Yeah. All that sort of oh, stuff yeah. is all flashback. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with, with his wife, that is nightmare. Because in a way, every time you see that, it changes a little. Yeah. So. And towards the end, since we are talking spoilers here, yeah. you see that towards the end, the guy that walks into the room and shoots her in the head ends up and then takes off the mask and it's him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the nightmare that, of what stuff he did in Afghanistan because he was part of a Black Ops kill squad. Yeah, and it makes it the most obvious that he blames himself for her yeah. death. That's it. He killed her, mm -hmm. as far as he's concerned. Yeah. Um, which makes perfect sense. And there's there's a lot of. Um, Little obviously, there's little Easter eggs and stuff throughout. Oh yeah. But Punisher is a very standalone series. Yes. There are only a couple of characters from other series. Karen Page is the most obvious yeah. character that has been in other Marvel series. And the sergeant or whoever the detective um, was from uh, the detective, NYPD. Exactly. And there's one criminal who shows up who's slightly comic relief in most of the shows when he gets the pink rifle. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He was he from um, the cage. Yeah. yeah that, is it Turk? Turk, Turk. Yeah, yeah. Basically, and, all, yeah. and for me, that that made it feel like this is in the same universe, even yes. though it has nothing to do with the other stories. Exactly. Right. Um, it well, does that kind was, of make you wonder, though. It's like, does Matt Murdock not know all of this killing is going on at the time? Well, <laughs> for me, it was um, the the way I could describe this was um, when I, we said this when I was watching Iron Fist, or and um, Luke Cage. I was waiting for the other characters to come in and help them out at some point. Right. Yeah. This one, at no point did I was I wondering uh, when when are we going to see one of the other characters? Well, yeah. Was this going on? When he gave up everything, when he put the mask away, when Daredevil put the mask well, away. Well, see, this this was going this went on after all the other ones that have happened saying, because, of, this... because of Frank's relationship with Karen. Yeah, this could be af because actually after Defenders, as far as we know. When he first showed up in the, in Daredevil. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is this this whole series may have taken place actually after Defenders mm -hmm. even? Yeah. And, it, and it, the it, nice thing, like you said, with this after. being standalone. It doesn't need to. We don't need to know when it takes place. No, no. no. It, it works out well, and um, most of the Easter eggs...
have to do with the comic book itself. So it's really, in a way, fan service, but it's not noticeably fan service. Mm-hmm. You're not like, oh, that must be from the comics. Yeah. If I read them, I'd get it. it. It's not. It's just like little things and phrases and like the one who, um, what was his name? The Curtis. The one who leads the group, mm-hmm. um, who was a friend of Frank's. Yeah. Apparently in the comics, he ends up being a villain. Okay. Whereas he's a completely a good guy in the series. Um, and you, you don't want him killed at any point because no. he's a good guy. But, you know, little things like that. And then by the end, um, you finally get a known big villain for potentially series two of Punisher. Yeah. Um, you get Jigsaw at the very end. Because the pretty boy has to get his face all cut up. And then he so in the comic book, is that um, not the same origin, but is it the same character who becomes Jigsaw? Is it a friend of his from the army, from his days back in the army? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh no, he was Marines. He was Marines. Sorry. Marine, yeah. I, I got. You have to correct that because if not, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. gonna get letters. The Marines. We want this. The Marines so not, race. Right? Yeah. Frank proudly. So. <laughs> it's Marine Recall. Yeah. Recon. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a doesn't exist. Yeah, and well, his it, squad is, didn't. it is the same. It is the same character that comes up. And interestingly, if you look up early episodes of the series on IMDb, um, you get the character name, uh, like just the the whatever Billy Russo. You get his name as yeah. the, under the actor. If you look up the last episode, it says Jigsaw. Nice. So that's the only place you actually get the name Jigsaw. For um, once, actually, someone was paying attention when they put up the IMDb. Yes, exactly. And for because how many times have you looked up something on IMDb and all of a sudden you get spoiled for everything? Yes. Yeah. And and basically everything that Billy Russo did to screw Frank over, and Frank yeah. doesn't kill him because he knows how much Billy will suffer yeah. if he stays alive with yeah. a wrecked face. Mm-hmm. Because this guy had such an ego and was like so yeah. vain throughout the whole Well, that thing. was the great thing. In the last couple battles with them, he pointed out a couple times to Billy that I'm going to let you live. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're going to have to deal with all the stuff I've been dealing with since the since we, I got out. That's mm-hmm. right. Or since my family died. And by the time you get there, if you have survived um, as, a, as a viewer, if you've survived the rest of the episodes... Good God. Like, <laughs> by the time you get to that last episode, it's like, you're just exhausted. You really are. Yeah. It was just, that final fight scene. The, the, and the things are brutal Ugh. in this. And Frank suffers physically, too. Like, yeah. there's times he's he's stitching himself up and he does he does Rambo stuff, you know. And, that's what I said. And, this uh, is the closest thing I can think of, if anybody has never seen Punisher, is if you've yeah. ever seen Rambo, yeah. that's who he is. It's, it's just not quite as broken. Yeah. Because no. Rambo, no matter what, he is broken. You that's totally just, feel there is for no him fixing the whole him. time. Yeah. You totally feel for everything he's going through. Even though you may not obviously have that mindset, it's just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. how exhausted are you? And how how physically broken do you feel? And like, and yet he has to keep going. Yeah. And we haven't mentioned Micro. Not yet. We're, we'll get there. <laughs> well, we can go and move on to Micro now. Um, now, I didn't know if he was a character from the books, but yeah. I love that little headquarters thing he built. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, my, Micro, well... He's a character from the books, but not the same type of storyline. Not story same story, yeah, different. I could tell, well, I could tell by the name that it was a comic book character. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the, in the book, though, he's, he's actually mi- Microchip, right? He's actually yeah. Microchip in the book, yeah. yeah. Well, make, bringing up with Micro brings him into modern... Because at this point, no one thinks about Microchips. That's right. true. Right. That's very They're true. They're just something we have. That's true. Right, because, yeah, they're like, what? Yeah. But he's, he was a good character to kind of lead Frank along. Yeah. And Micro having the family that Frank had to protect, that gave Frank a purpose. And it was like, no one is killing this family. Like, yeah. he, he wasn't going to let it happen again. It was, it was a great way to, because um, Frank is so motivated by the death of his family, and a lot of times in most incarnations, that um, he's a family man, right. no matter what, even as a soldier. Yeah. Um, and it really, if you look at it, more than likely, he's, when he is doing, like, when he was in the army, he was doing things that would stop the, um, guys from coming to his family f- mm-hmm. to here. Right. You go, well, many soldiers look at this, that they're out, <laughs> outside of the world, yeah. outside in the world, mm-hmm. stopping things from happening so it doesn't come home. Right. Right. And really, it, it comes up, um, early on when the kid at, well, the kid, He's in his 20s, probably. At the construction site. Yeah. Gets in with the wrong guys at the construction site, and then they want to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, put him in the concrete and all that kind of stuff and beat him up. And, 
and Frank is like, oh, hell no. <laughs> he did not, because Frank knows that the kid is trying to pay for his, what is it, his grandmother's medications or something. Something, like, yeah. Frank knows the kid is good kid at heart. And he just got in with the wrong crowd because he wanted to impress the new guy. Yeah, he guys wanted to, he wanted friends at work. Yeah, exactly. Right. So Frank knows all of that and sees how he was treated, and he just he's like, uh uh not happening." Yeah. <laughs> we we never do find out what happens to the. I found it interesting that. Well, you know, he said he told the kid to leave town and never. Well, yeah, 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 and everyone gets covered in concrete. Gave him cash and said, "There you go." Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, that was that was cool in the beginning. That the first time we get to meet Frank mm-hmm. is basically just doing demolition on a cement wall with um, a hammer or with the sledgehammer. Sledge yep. All day, all day long, long. Just hitting the mm-hmm. wall oh, with the hammer. Well, everybody else is actually using the tools and actually yeah. taking down the building low, slowly. That, He's just using a sledgehammer. That tells you about the character right there. Like, and they actually show the, the blisters and his hands mm-hmm. bleeding because he keep, won't going. let go of that hammer. Yeah. And that, that was Frank trying to have a normal life. Yeah. <laughs> and and him him um, actually showing him in his crappy little apartment, and he's reading Moby Dick. Like, that yeah. says a lot about the entire plot of the show, because the whole plot of Moby Dick is an old guy going after the big white whale that he might never catch. Yeah. Like, that's Frank's impetus right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, and the cool thing is, later on, you find out, if I remember, I didn't get that book from Karen... Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. So, um... He was getting books from Curtis, too, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's what it was. It was from it was, Curtis. It was Curtis. It was yeah, Curtis's it was book, because then he finished Moby Dick, and Curtis gave him another one. I yeah, forget which one it was, but... Um, well, what else do you have on... We've not talked much story, but really, the story just gave us a chance to ch- see the characters in this. This was, Out of all the Marvel ones we've seen, yeah, this right. was more a study of the character well, of Frank. It's and, stem, um, it's, and, well, I was going to say, it stems from the video that got illegally recorded yeah. and then released, and they thought that he was part of it. He thought that he had done it. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't the one that done it, because they didn't really know who was who, because they all had masks on. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Frank was the guy that pulled the trigger, if I remember. But he had the, everybody had masks yeah, they, on. Yeah, but everyone else had masks yeah. But they thought he was the one that was recording it. That's why they went Oh, yeah, they thought it was, okay. That's what started it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing that haunted him. He knew he knew that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was more a matter of following orders. And they even yeah. showed at the end, after the, in the scene that they showed after that, mm-hmm. that he knew it was wrong, and he had to follow the orders, and afterwards he took care of business. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But, um, and actually, I, we were talking about, I talked about the character, how this was basically all about the character of Frank. But mm-hmm. it's also, what was the name of that other soldier that actually um, doesn't deal with it? Do you, remember, do you remember his name? The kid. Yeah, the kid. Oh, the kid. I don't remember his name. Well, one of the ki- one of the guys in the um, veteran support group, um, obviously, has just got back, mm-hmm. and he's he, and he like Frank initially couldn't leave Afghanistan in Afghanistan, right? No, <clears throat> or Iraq, wherever he was at. It was right. somewhere in the Middle East there, and um, he's the one that actually beca- does move on to d- start doing terrorist acts to. Well, um, Wake up the government officially. Well, I think yeah. what set him off is a the law, trying not you know no one's allowed mm-hmm. to have the guns. But then his buddy find out his buddy lied. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the other guy that was in the group. Mm-hmm. That's what and really. Then, yeah, that's what, that, that's what set him off. Was, you know, his, but the, the dude lying about everything. Mm-hmm. So. What they did really great about this is um, all the stuff he does makes sense watching his character. But it's a great parallel story to where they're going with Frank. Yeah. Where Frank has learned how to deal with this, how to turn off those that type of stuff if he needs to. Right. He can act, he can constructively deal with his um, violence and stuff. That's why that's where we get into like he doesn't pop on everybody. Right. No. He de- he um, takes care of business and is very extremely um, graphically violent mm-hmm. to the people that need it. Right. Right. That's like but when he the people who when don't, he doesn't. When he came in and rescued Karen and yeah. didn't kill everybody. He does exactly. have control. Exactly. Where this where kid doesn't. This kid, and it shows you what can happen with PTSD. This kid simply can't leave it behind, yeah. and he has gone over the edge. Like, just the fact that he digs a hole in his backyard to live in, yeah. because he lived that way for so long when he was in the military, mm-hmm. and he can't sleep in a bed. Yeah. Like, and then he he comes across, he gets a gun at one point and almost kills his dad because yeah. he surprises him. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just it shows you that other side that I'm sure a lot of people in the military can identify with. Mm-hmm. And then he about put a gun on himself and then decided to take yeah, everybody else he out. He just about killed himself, and that's that's extremely well known in yeah. in veterans as well. So it's just it's it's intense in more ways than one, yeah. and um, showing both sides of the character like that, and then um, just the fact like. 
the the one who played Frank Castle, he was crazy good. Like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he he has been he was on Walking Dead, and I'm sure a lot of people recognize him from that. Um, he was Shane on Walking Dead, and he you know turntables and everything, and became kind of a bad guy there anyway. So. A lot of people, when they heard he was going to be Frank, weren't surprised yeah. at the choice based on his previous acting. But the way he did, he did such an amazing job. Like, if there's if there's an Emmy involved at all, yeah. he should be getting at least yeah. nominated, if not getting that Emmy, because it is so yeah, I mean, good. He, uh, he owned... He's completely the character. Like, yeah. Um, just completely. Yeah. Um, well, it's starting to get a little loud in here. Yeah. So, um, and I think, we, we I think we've covered this. Yeah, we've talked, well, not just long <laughs> enough, but we've covered a lot of the show. Like I said, yes. we didn't talk a lot of the story, but the story basically facilitated, like I said, the character growth of these yeah. characters. And this, and um, for me, you really, I can't compare this to the, like, the, um, the, the sign up to, lead up to the Defenders, all those characters yeah. um, in the stories, that was a totally different type of series. Mm-hmm. This being a standalone mm-hmm. series, it, it is part of those. Yeah. But it's on its own. This and I it's mean, a totally it would, different story. It would help to have watched the second season of Daredevil to get just a yeah. slight introduction, so you know to get your is. introduction to him and why he kind of ends up there after the fact. Actually, I want to go back and watch that again now. Yeah. yeah. Because um, that's like with um, when we watched the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Then over Thanksgiving weekend, I showed Batman v Superman to my dad. Yeah. And Batman v Superman had all kinds of stuff that all of a sudden makes sense. Right. And it's a much better movie after seeing Justice League. Right. I'm wondering if you go back and see um, Daredevil Season 2 now, mm-hmm. how much better it would be you knowing where he goes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, they, they do have the connection, but it's still fine, perfectly fine yeah. to watch Just Oh, Punisher. you don't need anything mm-hmm. else to understand if you don't, this. If you don't want the capes and the superpowers, mm-hmm. <laughs> just go for Punisher. Yeah, like I said, this one, satisfied. like I said from the beginning, mm-hmm. this one is not as much a comic book show, mm-hmm. though it's based on comic yeah. books, as it is more of a, um, a war story, really, an yeah. urban war story. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, and the plot itself, we haven't talked about plot, like you said, but the plot itself is relatively straightforward. Yeah. It, you know, it has some ins and outs and some twists, but it's a relatively straightforward... And it's actually a story that's been told multiple times. Exactly. So it is much more important that the, there's character focus because yeah. that's really what gets you in this. And yes. overall, it's just really good. And, the, um, and it's interesting because the stuff with Billy Russo, about halfway through is when I realized all of a sudden, wait a minute, no, this guy is, no. There's something. Because at the beginning, he does really good, they do a really good job of him being the good guy. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. helping veterans and the guys mm-hmm. that can't leave, um, the guys that can't leave the war behind. Right. He's... He owns a Merc company. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if you can't leave the war behind, we'll let you go back mm-hmm. so that you can still live a productive we'll, life there. We'll <laughs> let you get paid properly for it. Yes. <laughs> Basically. So, um, like I said, it's about time to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts on Punisher before we finish up? Um, it's, it's worth watching if you can handle the intensity of yeah. it. Especially the... There's not violence throughout... But when there is violence, it's really upper Extremely level Extremely graphic. <laughs> yeah. Graphic, bloody violence that can make you cringe, and not everyone will necessarily be able to get into that. Yeah. If you can get past that, it's an amazing show. Yeah, this is rated M for a reason. Yes. The TVM. M, R, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kylan, what's your final thoughts on Punisher here? I, I, I agree. It's really good. It is quintessential Ellis. Punisher, so if that's what you're looking for, that's what you're gonna get. If you're a fan of the comic, you'll like it. Yeah, and uh, just I, I I would suggest taking it in bits and pieces because trying to binge the whole thing is a little much. I think that's what made it more intense was binging okay. all, doing bits you know four or five episodes at a time. That 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 made it more. In- but then again, it depends if you like that. If you yeah. really want to stay into that, right? But that that is yeah. See, we watched the first nine episodes all at once yeah. and. Uh, for me, I don't, I don't know if I just didn't get the violence didn't affect me as the same, or I don't know. But we were able to pull it without any problems. So it depends on you and how you deal with that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Cassie sat there and watched it. Yeah, Cassie, <laughs> Vicky actually, did you post that on Facebook? I put it on our Instagram. Yeah, we were laying in bed watching it, and on Cassie's Instagram, you'll see Vicky took a picture between Cassie's ears watching the TV. See, it's dog approved. So That's right. It was. So, Vicky, what was your final thoughts on Punisher? Um, I liked it. I almost think he was uh, a deeper character than some of the other ones. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It was very well. I, I'm happy with the casting. Very, very happy with the casting. Awesome. 
So um, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I don't think we missed anything. No. So um, Geeksters, we're, we're going to wrap this up and get back to Oddball because it actually opened up about 15, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> as you can see, as you can hear, as the level of noise rose. But um, Geeksters, remember, you can always find us on geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere on social media, it's Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into a search bar on any social media or anywhere on the internet and you don't find us, send us an email and Miss Dawn will take care of the problem. Yep. And you can email us there at geekwatch1 at gmail.com. So basically, any way you want to get a hold of us anyway, if you put Geekwatch1 there, you'll find us. You can also find us on our networks, the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And then, so for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself and all of Oddmall, just remember... No matter where you go, there you are.